Welcome to Adjust a Medium podcast. I'm your host, Katrina, and join me as we uplift our health, tap into our power, and challenge the status quo. Every episode, a step closer towards a life of intention, authenticity, and inspired action. Let's venture into our hearts and what's possible when we dare to do things differently. Welcome to Just a Medium podcast. I am your host, Katrina, and today we are delving into episode nine, and it's all about treading water. At this time of year, there is so much happening, and people can often refer to the sense that they feel like they are treading water. Some people might say, I'm just drowning, I'm overwhelmed with the amount of stress and pressure of the to-do list, of all of the work commitments, the family commitments, the social commitments. It's all happening and things are moving very fast at this time of year. I found myself even this morning thinking how overwhelmed I'm feeling and the big emotions that can come up when we are living in that sense. And that is all it actually is, is it is just a sense of a way we are feeling and that we have the power to transform, to change and evaluate the way we are feeling, to redivert our perspective, to see things differently, to not let the outside world consume our inside world. This is an amazing festive time of year and we want to celebrate it and live and feel into the traditions and the preparation And have that festive tapestry be a part of the magic that is ignited within all of us in our community at this time of year. I don't know any other time of year when everyone comes together to celebrate and to feel happy and to be working towards something different than the everyday norm that we experience for most of the annual calendar. I'm going to talk about a few things today, but firstly, I'm going to dive into breaking down treading water as the topic of this episode in many different facets. And the first one I'm going to speak about is an experience that is very close to my heart and I'm going to share it and be vulnerable because it's very important and I am at an understanding that these things in my life are not happening by accident, that the experience and the journey that I have with my beautiful eldest daughter are truly here to teach me and to teach others that are on this journey with us and that it's time to start sharing that as a part of our journey because that is who we came here to be and honouring that is a part of it. So she had a nearly drowning experience and she was treading water for about 22 seconds and we got her out of the water and we were able to Um, assist her to bring up some of the water that she had taken on. And in those moments, it's like time just stopped. The whole world stopped. You just suddenly see this. You're everything fighting for their life. And it's such an interesting perspective because on this podcast at the very start episode, I was saying, you know, my daughter's had these health struggles that I've never really been brave enough to speak about. But 
on this day, she truly fought for her life. And she is a very confident swimmer. She's two and a half years old, so she clearly is not swimming at the same pace that I'm swimming at. But she is not afraid of that water. And at times at swimming lessons, like between one and two, if you pulled her up out of the water, she would be so angry (laughs) that you pulled her up out of the water. And my parents tell me that this is just a taste of what I put them through (laughs) because they used to pull me up blue because there was just no way I didn't want – I just – I've always felt so at home and at peace in the water. And I now have a great understanding and have always seen in her progression of swimming since she was about nine months old that she has that same sense in the water. And it truly does do something for us. But on so many levels, I want to share the physical and metaphysical experiences of first aid in this instance because I have such awareness of the metaphysical effects of the physical body. I'm not going to continue to stay silent about this. It's, it's the things that we cannot see just because we cannot see them doesn't mean that they don't exist. The way I feel is that science that we know as today is proving things that we didn't know or could see before. So we are just living in evolving science. If you are open enough to feel and live that just for a moment. And I appreciate that if you haven't been exposed to this or experienced it for yourself, it's not easy to understand, but some part of you, if you are called to listen to this episode, you know it. Some part of you has a niggling feeling that there is more than just the physical. So when we look at first aid, we all go and get first aid experience physically. We look at the experience of a near drowning and we pull them out of the water in a certain way if you are experienced and have training in getting them out of the water and you start to you start to treat the situation how you have had experience, um, how you've been taught to in your first aid, depending on the circumstances. So for me, it was just evaluating the symptoms that were in front of me and responding to that. Time did stop for me and I was processing options very clearly. So I was thankful that I could work with the metaphysical and the physical at the exact same time. I had a friend with me and she phoned my teacher, uh, my kinesiology teacher, and asked her to immediately start working on my daughter uh, from a distance whilst I did the physical um, actions. At that time, I recall my teacher saying, her governing vessel is blocking up. Her governing vessel is blocked. Now your governing vessel is a meridian that is outside of your body that runs from the base of your spine all the way up through your spine, through your brainstem and into your brain. Every single human being on this earth has a governing vessel. Every single human being on this earth has a central vessel. These meridians are known through so many modalities. When they metaphysically block up, your physical body gets the symptoms of that. 
It can be as simple as not feeling supported in a situation and the governing vessel immediately blocks up. What this physically does is it stops the information or blocks the information from running up the spine and into the through the brainstem and into the brain. So on a physical level, you are experiencing something very physical and depending what circumstance that you are faced in at that time your body may just make a compensation for that stress at that time rebalance itself and move on however at this time when you are in a physical emergency situation and the governing vessel is blocking up in a physical sense you will start to experience that oxygen supply is slowing to the brain now I hope that I'm being clear in the way that I'm presenting this information. By clearing her blocked governing vessel that my teacher was doing at this time, at the exact time that she cleared it, my daughter was able to bring up all of the excess water that she had taken on. Now I had been, I feel like minutes, but I'm sure it was only seconds, trying to get that water up for her and assisting that water coming up. But it was the moment that that governing vessel was cleared that the information or the metaphysical body that resides that you literally flush from the top of her head down to the spine was cleared, that her physical body responded to be clear from that block. And from there, we were able to work on, on a metaphysical level to ensure that she had oxygen going to each of her organs and energy going to each of her organs whilst at the same time preparing her for further support on a physical level. Does that make sense? So on a physical level, she was experiencing symptoms of choking on water and on a metaphysical level, her energy system was blocking up. And when you correlate the two and put them together, you are clearing the energy from outside of her body that was blocking up before it got to her physical body. We, you have seconds to respond in an incident like this. My father reminds me of the first aid training that we all have annually by one of our cousins who is an amazing first aid responder. She has been uh, a paramedic and in this field since I was like forever, so <laughs> a very long time. And the experience that she brings is extremely practical. But the reality is if you don't have, for example, um, an AED, if you are relying on physical first aid, you are relying on the response rate being 10% versus having a defibrillator, which gives you around 95% response rate of the human body in terms of a drowning incident. However, I didn't have a defibrillator on hand, much to my personal disappointment when I knew, and I've spoken about so many times to have one in my car at all times and will from now on. Um, but using the, using the response of metaphysical first aid and physical first aid, that we had a hundred percent recovery and that by the time she was able to be put on a heart rate monitor and able to be physically checked and seen, she was doing well. And since then, just as an update, she has been healing miraculously. She also is just on this incredible journey. So in that moment, it not only taught me, and I, I, if you know me, I offer courses in energetic first aid, but I never really could have told you 
or really given the essence of understanding of just how life-saving it can be because it truly can be life-saving and it is just as important as physical first aid. If you are able to use the two together, you are able to have so much more success. And I see this current imbalance in the holistic system and the spiritual system versus the medical system. And I've never felt really good about it. And I'm constantly feeling like to the spiritual side of life and the holistic side of life that I have to explain myself for seeing the medical still and the medical side of life explain myself for believing and truly knowing that the spiritual and holistic work so well. However, there is a complete imbalance in these systems and it is time that if you want true success and if you want true outcomes, specifically or, or, or more importantly, if you are a caregiver for the children coming into this world, it is more important than ever to have a balance between both of these systems. They are both here to support us to great health, to our future, to where we need to be. And it is a time of change. And I have never spoken with so much authority around this. I will speak confidently in circles that I appreciate, know and understand the same thing. But I am never speaking confidently, openly, to be judged, to be vulnerable. And that is a part of who I am here to be. And I'm no longer going to apologize for that because this is so incredibly important. We are going into a world where our children are here to teach us things and if we continue to put them under the rugs, if we continue to not listen, if we continue to not see, to inquire, to think outside of the box when it comes to them, we will not have the ability to heal. The pattern that I'm seeing in my clinics in the last two to three weeks is that physical wound, actually probably a little bit longer, but it's becoming more prevalent that people are not healing. And I'm not speaking about their need to heal on a soul level. They are physically, their wounds are physically not healing. And that is a mirror that's coming out of the physical body of the metaphysical body as in our soul that has come here with parts of us that need to be healed, not healing. And after one kinesiology balance and clearing some things that are showing up for them, they go away and those wounds begin to heal. That's not me doing the work. That is them doing the, doing the work or living the prayer. That is the person showing up, knowing that there is something innately not happening in their healing system and that when we can work together with the medical, the holistic, all the levels, when you can bring that into balance, the benefit is beyond the results you are seeing today. I don't know how many parents I hear, how many people I speak to that are not able to get a clear understanding of the root causes of their symptoms, their diseases, their discomforts, without having to start look, looking outside of just what is accepted as our medical system because our medical system from the universe is so much more than just one. And the, the one that we have shown by, by our health care providers and our covers of like health insurance the ones that we see there, they started from somewhere. They started 
from somewhere. They didn't evolve to where they are now without starting back to what we have forgotten and what it is time to remember because it is important and it is not about money. It is about healing and it is about stepping up and being open to doing what is the possible best for yourself and for all others concerned and including if that is your child or somebody that you are giving care to or your parent or somebody that is absolutely lost in their circumstance at this time. I truly believe that if you need help and you ask for help, every single innate person will be provided with the help that they need, no matter where it comes from. And there may just be a lot more to that than meets the eye. So just stepping out of that little bit of an intense delivery of the message between treading water and the emergency or or first aid response between the metaphysical and physical, I truly hope that that has been delivered clear enough or in an essence and in, in a way for the broader or the broadest amount of this community to understand what I mean and what I'm trying to deliver. Please feel free to reach out if you have any more questions about any of those things at any time. I am always here and happy to help a growing community of like-minded people who are just trying to find their way. And I'm always happy to answer questions and help guide wherever you feel you need to go next. But we are currently navigating a time of significant change and particularly how we approach health and our personal identity. I feel like you can hear that in my delivery just before. This era is calling for a heightened awareness of our words, our intention and our actions. Our children are our greatest teachers and they are leading us to new and exciting ways of living, thinking and being. But embracing the shift requires openness. It requires curiosity and a willingness to learn and grow through things. Being aware of our triggers, how we react, reflecting on ways to respond and foster this opportunity to shape little humans and the world around us in a more gentle and way of ease. Traditional norms are being redefined. So at this time of year, as our year comes to a close, as in our annual calendar, our calendar, like in astrology, our number for this year is a seven. And this is an end 
of a cycle. Next year, we are moving into the number eight. And please feel free to go and reach out to any astrological information regarding numbers. I am just going to be very brief about it. I love it, but I don't know a lot about it. And I'm extremely curious about it. However, I do know that seven this year is the end of a cycle. And I'm sure that some of us can resonate with the experiences that we are having at this time or have had this year. And as we get closer to the draw to the end of this calendar year, there can be an intensity of events, occurrences, emotions, triggers, experiencing rising to the surface to be dealt with, to be evaluated, to be released and transformed as we move into the next calendar year. And maybe this will for some of us, go through to January, February as it eases back into the year and a closing out of what's left over from this year as a transition. However, some ways that we can move through is, is really feeling into the experience, spending time with it and actually giving yourself time to let it be seen. So if it is, for example, fear or trauma from a particular event, just allowing yourself to having some time to truly sit with it. You might give yourself five minutes to just truly sit with it out of whole 24 hours. Give yourself five minutes and just allow it to take up space, to be seen, let, let yourself cry, let yourself scream. If you need to go and run or, or breathe, just allow yourself to move through it, to evaluate it. How does this make me feel? And then recalibrate yourself to, okay, How do I want to feel about this? How can I feel about this? And what can I do to feel differently about this? And I invite you to do this on any experience that you've had through this year. Maybe it's not something that's happened recently, but maybe you've had a really big loss this year. Maybe there's been some really huge events in your life that weren't even necessarily negative or Felt impactful at the time, but there's something that comes to mind and resonates with you in this moment as you listen to this podcast. Take time to sit with them, evaluate them, let them be seen, have some time of true internal reflection. And how you are going to actively anchor yourself into letting go of that, making peace forgiving yourself, forgiving the event and not just moving through it but growing through it. Some invitational practices can be a square breathing pattern. So once you're at the point of needing or ready to recalibrate the energy, you can do a square breathing pattern where you breathe in, drawing a square in your mind's eye. So breathe in on the up, hold across the top as you draw across the top of the square, Breathe out down the other side of the square and hold as you draw to the bottom of the square and continuing that breathing pattern, which is a breathing pattern of the vagus nerve and it helps your vagus nerve to understand that you are safe to feel these things, to experiencing these things and to grow through these things. 
And then just invite in an emotion of love, a feeling of joy, a memory of a big hug or something that truly just reignites your inner power to shine and fill your body up with that. If you have any questions about that or want any examples of practices that you can follow as a guided meditation, please reach out. There are so many on YouTube or Spotify. However, the process really is just allowing the events of this year to be seen and then how am I going to move forward and how do I want to feel for 2024? What are my intentions for 2024? And maybe they seem like they're intentions that are so far-fetched you don't even want to say it, but just state it to the universe anyway. My intention is this. And no matter how far-fetched it, I bet it feels good to acknowledge it, right? I bet that it feels so good to be like, yep, I'm going to honour that I actually want that to happen next year. And I'm putting it out there that my intention in 2024 is to have that car in this certain colour or to, to move to a house with a certain amount of land and a certain amount of bedrooms and just setting that clear intention of what 2024 looks like. For me, an intention for 2024 is to truly see through the commitment of what it's going to take to teach what I came here to do and to honour that, to stick to these things. And even though life may have so much busyness, that to continuously come back to the present moment and be clear about what it is I'm here to do. And leading into that is asking yourself at this time of year, maybe over the next four weeks, some of the big questions. Now, when I refer to these big questions, I'm talking about questions that are not a part of our everyday life. They aren't, oh, I'm going to go shopping. What am I going to buy for groceries? What am I going to cook? These are not everyday questions. These are questions about you. These are questions that when you have the answer, when you have lived the question and have the answer, that your soul is somehow healed as a part of that and that just maybe your life changes direction for the highest good of you and your family. So what is it that I believe to be true about this life that I am living? What is it that I believe to be true about this life that I am living? What is it that I actually believe is true? And questioning, do I still believe this? There may be multitudes of elements to this for you. Things that you have known for your entire life to this point and truly spending time considering, do I still believe that? Is that still true for me? This will begin to escalate your life from where you have been dwelling or where you have been currently spinning and transform to a new phase of life. This is a transformation. It will inspire a whole new life. Maybe I decide that I want to go live in nature suddenly 
And that from that soul frame of examination of these deep questions that don't come up in the ordinary world that we live in, I am then able to see where I'm called to go, where my soul wants to evolve to next in this physical experience. What a beautiful perspective that we are able to go inwards and gain. Maybe you take retreat with yourself, with those questions or that question for a day to just truly live the question and allow guidance, signs, messages to be received in whatever way they are coming to you to be known at this time. And wrapping up from one of the most intense, vulnerable podcasts I have possibly shared with you all, let's start to just really light our worlds up and enjoy the spirit of this festive season. We are on the countdown to Christmas. And even if you are a Grinch, that is still a really, really important part of Christmas because we love all of Christmas if you are a Christmas lover. It's no secret that I am a Christmas carol listener all year round. I am ready for this joyous, spirited time of year. Um, If you want to find me this year, every year I give back and I wrap presents as a part of the annual Christmas wrap for the Australian Heart Foundation. It is a beautiful and very simple way to give back. I invite you to just feel into some ways to celebrate this season. Maybe it is going and doing something that gives back. There are so many beautiful ways to come together in community at this time of year to give back. And it does feel so good to give. And then that lights our spirit up even more. Maybe it's going and looking at beautiful Christmas lights that your community have put up in a part of this season, decorating your house, cleaning your house and clearing the year away. Something we can do to come into our bodies is be creative with our hands. We can create so many beautiful heartfelt gifts with our hands. When we give a present, somebody on the receiving end feels the power and intention and love that sits within that gift because it is a gift. It's, it truly doesn't feel good to give something just for the sake of it. When you're giving something just for the sake of it, just for the need to be giving something, you feel it, they feel it, and then the whole spirit within the gift is lost. But when we can truly give something from our heart, created with our hands, with the intention for that gift to be received, by that person, of how much we put into it, then it gets received as a really special gift, a gift of love, and they can feel it. 
And that feeling is so much more potent than what the gift is itself. It's the thought. And we all say it's the thought that counts, but it truly is. But a way to come back into our bodies, a way to de-stress and really be embodied is by using our hands. So baking at this time of year, creating things, crafting at this time of year, putting Christmas lights up, decorating the Christmas tree. These are all things we do with our hands and they are all ways to help us slow down, come back into the present moment and embody ourselves. So as we wrap up our gifts, let us wrap up moments of love and kindness, a homemade card, a heartfelt compliment, a listening ear. These are the presents that linger long after the season fades. As we close today's episode, I want to thank you from my entire heart for witnessing this podcast, this community, this journey that we are all on together. I pray for the navigation of all the emotions and experiences that are coming up to be embraced at this beautiful time of year, to be present in the moment from our empowering words to the joy of giving and to no longer just feeling like we are treading water at this time. Let's carry these themes in our hearts for this beautiful spirited season. The greatest gift we can give and receive is presence. Let's make this festive season one of mindfulness, warmth and genuine connection. Wishing you all a beautiful lead up to this Christmas 2023. Let's make the most of this month. Let's not let the overwhelm and the feelings that can really resonate with drowning, overcome us. Let's make the move from surviving to thriving. And I send blessings for you all and around this entire world for the life and the lives that we are so truly humbled and lucky to have and the gratitude for all of you.